0: Today is December 8th, 2015. I'm your podcast host, Client Manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China. Specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is Head of Client Services, Oliver Knack. He comes from Brisbane, Australia and he's been with InTouch since 2013. He's going to be talking with us a little bit about three types of quality defects in different products. So welcome, all. Thanks, John. And this is based on a blog article that Oliver wrote last month. So I think this is an issue that a lot of buyers deal with. They wonder sort of what's the difference between different product defects? How does their product inspection company determine which ones apply to which quality issues on their products? So... I guess a good question to start out with answering is, why is it important to differentiate between these different defect types?
1: Yeah, right, so we look at a whole range of different products every day, and the reason why we need to categorize defects is that so that we can make the result clear, pass or fail for our clients, so that they know what they're looking at when they see our reports. And to do that, we categorize the defects into what we call minor major and critical defects
0: okay so sort of i guess quality control products inspection companies they have a system in place to uh sort of improve the clarity as to the severity of the issues that that we find and this gives the buyers a little bit more guidance i guess in interpreting the report and making a better decision about shipping the goods reworking stuff like that is that right
1: yeah right so uh we most for most inspections that we do are based on AQL standards which is an international standard that's used across the industry basically that those those categories of defects minor major and critical will then be given a a tolerance for the sample size so there will be an allowable number of each of those different category of defects that could be found within the inspection and if it exceeds that number for any given category, then the, the result will be fail.
0: Right. So, let's talk about the, the three different types here. You mentioned the minor, major, and critical defects. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about each one and let us know, I guess, how we determine if a particular quality issue belongs in one of those three categories.
1: Yeah, right. So, we have our own basic guidelines that how we consider defects. But I also want to point out that ultimately it's, it's also up to the client, the buyer, how they perceive those defects. But generally speaking, we, as, a, as a rule of thumb, we say that minor defects are things that are, are not something like a, a light scratches or something that if someone saw the, the item in the shop, they they might see that it's got uh, something wrong with it, but they would st- they would still buy the product. Whereas major defects we would say are something that could adversely affect the usability of the product, or would cause someone to return that item to the store. And then critical defects, which generally speaking, we have a zero to- zero tolerance for. So if there's even one critical defect found within a, a sample the the inspection would be would be automatically fail and generally speaking critical defects are related to to safety so if there was something found that could cause the user harm then that's that's a, a critical defect
0: okay great so it sounds like minor defects maybe a customer would notice but it wouldn't affect the usability of the item and they likely wouldn't return the item in theory whereas major defects could severely impact the appearance of the item or the functionality of the item and might be a reason for a customer to return the item at the store. And, and then the critical defects are generally attributed to issues related to safety. If there's a hazard to the user who buys and uses the item, then those are generally marked as critical defects and generally an inspection would fail if we find one or more of those, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Okay. I guess to give listeners a little bit of a better idea with some real world examples, let's talk about some of the ones that you mentioned in the blog article, for example, uh, soft lines. Can you give us a few examples of these different types of defects and how they might be exhibited in a soft lines product?
1: Yeah, so in soft lines, we're talking about, let's say garments, let's use garments as an example that we inspect often. An example of a minor defect would be say, untrimmed threads you know they they don't look great but ultimately they don't cause any problems with the overall appearance or functionality of 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 the the garment whereas a major defect for for a garment would be something like let's say a misplaced logo like the logo is completely out of place on the item or there's missing stitches causing a, 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 a hole on a seam where two pieces of, of fabric uh, uh, should be sewn together. Those would be things that, that would be considered major. And then going for further, the critical... I mean, generally speaking, for, critical, uh, for, for garments, there's not a lot uh, for, for product safety, let's say, but an example would be because quite often blades... Uh, used in the in the manufacturing process to to trim items. It's possible that a a blade can be actually packed in with the goods when they're shipped. So when we're opening the samples at the factory, if we found a blade or a cutting tool in amongst though that uh, that sample, that would be considered a, a critical defect and could pass uh, could fail the inspection.
0: Right. The example I was going to use was I know for for some soft line inspections for a lot of them. For footwear, for example, they'll run the product through a machine like a metal detector that looks for sharps, like you mentioned, blades or also needles. So if we found a needle in a shoe, for example, that would probably, be, it would almost definitely fail the order, fail the inspection. That, that's another example too. Another example that you talked about in the article is, is hard lines. Do you want to talk a little bit more about, about uh, some examples there?
1: Yeah, so hard lines, generally speaking, are any products that use hard materials, tools, and things like that. Things made of metal, etc. So, something that would be considered minor on a hard lines item might be light scratching on the surface. Something that, you know, yeah, again, visually doesn't look great, but is not really adversely affecting the, the use of the product. Major would be things like a broken piece off a, off a corner. Let's say if it's a, a table and there's a there's a a void or a, a chip, yeah, off the side of the table, then um, that would be considered considered a major defect. There's more chance of critical defects in these kind of items. Things like sharp edges or burrs, or particularly on products where they're welded, where metal has been welded together, the the what they call slag from from the metal when it's been melted to when it's welded can produce um sharp points um so they they need to be cleaned up or smoothed over otherwise yeah that can potentially cause harm to a consumer
0: okay yeah yeah i would agree with that you know furniture can have chips in it you could have some scratches major and minor defects respectively and and also the example with the welding is a great one too whenever you have metal being joined with a weld, you can have issues related to, to that, like sharp edges created, points created there that could pose a, a hazard to the, to the user. The last example I wanted to, to ask you about is consumer electronics and, and what sort of potential defects could be found there, how we would categorize those.
1: Yeah, for electronics products, the minor defects would be similar to those of hard lines. So minor scratches on the surface, that kind of thing. However, on the major and critical sides, it can be a little bit different. With the major things like functionability of the unit. For example, if you've got a uh, CD player with uh, buttons that don't work, then that would be considered a major, major defect. That means that there's internal components that maybe have have a problem. So for critical defects on an electronic item, that can be failure of some standard electrical safety tests that we perform on site, such as a high pot test where it's testing the uh, integrity of the the wiring of of the unit.
0: Yeah, so I think that consumer electronics differ quite a bit from soft lines and hard lines because oftentimes the major defects would be related to some internal Maybe some software, maybe some hardware issues internally. And with the critical stuff, it's oftentimes these kinds of tests that you mentioned, like hypot tests, for example, or other safety tests. Failing these types of on-site tests could be a critical defect, which you know may be less of a tangible defect than you'd see in like a welded hardline product or or you know something related to soft lines. So that's that's I guess where it really stands apart from from the other examples given so what is really the the overall message to buyers when it comes to quality defects i think it's important that the buyer recognizes i guess how we how an inspection company would classify these but it's not really just the inspection company dictating how these are classified is it
1: yeah, well, we always stress to our clients how we consider defects, but that we always ask for feedback on how the client, how the buyer views the, the issues. If, uh, if we are con- continually failing an inspection due to, let's say, for example, uh, exceeding the tolerance of, of minor defects, but it's for an issue that the client's not really concerned about, then they can let us know that and we won't con- we won't include that in the report yeah so giving feedback then allows us to give a report that tailors the information to to the client's requirements and so we're only reporting issues that they care about
0: yeah i think that's a really good point accurate reporting depends upon you know constant feedback from the buyer to say, this is an issue that is underrepresented in the report, should be more represented, or as you mentioned, this particular quality defect is is overrepresented. And in some cases, a report may be issued with a failing result, but the buyer may be able to accept the findings in the report. And so the hope is that the inspection company, if if it's a professional company, will take that feedback from the client from service to service and just sort of cater the, the criteria to what the buyer is expecting. So when the inspection fails, ultimately that's representative more so of the buyer's intended result rather than just using some standard that's been used for other clients or what have you. So that's important. I want to thank my guest Oliver Knack for joining me for today's broadcast. So thank you, Oliver. Uh, thank you, John wanted to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and remind you guys to check out our Facebook page, LinkedIn, and Twitter channel to get some, some daily updates from us, some tips and advice for manufacturing product inspections in, in Asia, and to remind you guys as well that if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.